minds are so powerful that what we focus on reverberates through every aspect of our lives. So why not see what happens when we put our attention on all the good things people are doing? Join me for the good with Teresa G as we start a ripple effect by focusing on all the greatness in the world. I'm going to tell you all my story about how I found out about sound therapy in a minute. But first, I want to introduce Raphael Jowdry, who's founded Sound Therapy International with her mom, Patricia Jowdry, in 1989 and has helped thousands of people heal their ears from hearing problems such as tendinitis, dizziness, trouble hearing in a noisy room, while also helping auditory processing, learning difficulties, increasing general well-being, anxiety, and optimizing brain performance all through a sound therapy system that they have created. Hi, Raphael. Hi, Teresa. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited you're here. Oh, well, I am too. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, of course. Of course. You know, your program has helped me immensely in the last few months. And I have to say, you're the first person we've had on the show from Australia. So that's super exciting. Uh, (laughs) we have we actually have quite a few listeners in australia so just a shout out of gratitude to australia um as a side note but i just want to tell everyone how and why i reached out to Raphael. last may i was at i was at a hot springs right down the road from us and the temperature was probably hovering around zero because you know that's pretty much the norm in montana in the winters and we were outside at the hot springs it's outside hot springs and we were playing in the water and there was this horrific cold wind a horrific cold wind so a lot of people ask you know why were you outside in the water at zero degrees in cold wind, but this is how we survive Montana winters. So while I was out there, all of a sudden my ears started to hurt really bad and it felt really cold. So that night that I, my ear had a sensation that was full, that it basically felt like there was water in it. So I just thought I'd got some water in it and I tried to do all the tricks to get the water out, you know, like the salt, in, the warm salt in a sock and I think some garlic oil and all sorts of things. And basically that sensation of fullness in my ear never went away. It just stayed. So I went to an ENT and they suggested using steroids for a month and then coming back, which those of you, you who know me, I'm, you know, that wasn't the best solution for me. So I just started to live with this ear feeling full all the time. So one night when I was researching, cause I was both ears were plugged. We'd been in the mountains all day and I just got online and I'm, I thought there has to be a better solution than steroids, taking steroids for a month or more to get rid of this. And that's when I found Sound Healing International site and was completely intrigued because of course, of course, that makes so much sense that sound can heal. So I reached out to Raphael and she sent me a kit and I have been using the program every night and my ear has not felt felt clogged for weeks, weeks. It's amazing. That's so exciting, Teresa. I just want to I just want to say um, you said Sound Healing International, Sound Therapy International, just in case that oh, confused yeah, anybody. I apologize. It is sound. It is Sound Therapy, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah so right. Sound Therapy International, yeah. and they have a great website. Um, and we're going to just delve into what they do during this show. So, 
And another amazing thing is that they have a program for kids and um, Raphael sent me one for my daughter and she is using that program and she loves it. And I've observed that it really helps her uh, be calmer, which is really impressive. And is that is that what you see a lot with kids? Oh, very, very much, Teresa. And, and adults too. Sound therapy has an amazing capacity to calm the nervous system. And it's quite dramatic the way it does this. And the reason that it does this is very specific because, you know, lots of music is calming and people think, oh, I'll listen to calming music and I'll be calm. And music has a wonderful impact on the emotions. But with sound therapy, it's quite different and it's quite specific why it calms us. So this is to do with a particular nerve called the vagus nerve. And that's one of our cranial nerves. Now, if people know any anatomy, they'll know we have 12 cranial nerves. They're the ones that come directly out of the skull. But one of those is called the vagus nerve, and it's named after the vagabond. That's why it's called vagus. And it's called the vagabond because it actually wanders. It's a wander. It wanders all over the body. It goes all the way through the chest, through the abdominal cavity. None of the other cranial nerves do that. Now, the vagus nerve is the one that's responsible for our fight or flight response. Everyone knows about this. When you suddenly go into freeze because you're terrified and you can't move or, or you run away, it's a reptilian, very primitive response. So that's one branch of the vagus nerve turns that on. But there's a different branch, a newer branch of the vagus nerve, which only mammals have. Reptiles don't have it. It's the ventral vagus. And it's known as the great calming nerve because when the ventral vagus is turned on, we are calm. It calms the whole nervous system. It completely switches us into a state of being where we feel trust, where we feel connection with other beings. We can have eye contact. We can feel that heart connection. The vagus is very closely interrelated with the ear, as are many of our nerves, but in particular the vagus nerve. And so science has found... and the first person to discover this was Dr. Tomatis, who invented sound therapy, but other scientists have since proved that when you listen to sound therapy and when you exercise and mobilise the middle ear muscles, that turns on the ventral vagus and that helps us to feel calm and safe. So it's a very specific neurological link that creates this incredibly deep, calming impact of sound therapy. Wow, that's really interesting. So this uh, ventral vagus nerve, it doesn't turn on automatically? Well, yes, it does. It turns on when we feel safe, when we feel rapport with another being, when we're relaxed, when we're in a, a blissful, tranquil state or a connected state, when we're comfortable, when we're with friends or loved ones, then usually it's on. But using sound therapy helps it to turn on more often and more easily for us to bring that state more into our being. So if someone is suffering from anxiety or stress or they're having trouble sleeping, it means that they're probably more close to being in the fight or flight reaction and sound therapy will help to switch that, to direct the brain differently so that we're more able to be in that relaxed state. What a wonderful tool to help us get into that relaxed state in, in our such a busy world that we are in now? It's very important because, you know, everyone suffers from stress today. Anxiety is the, the huge and increasing disorder of the 21st century. There's so many things to feel anxious about. It's such an uncertain world and so many people are so driven and so stressed. 
and it's affecting our health in many ways. So to have a tool as easy as sound therapy to use, we can just put it on and it can immediately bring this relaxation and make that a more regular part of our lives. Yeah, it really is a valuable tool for everybody today. Now, I'm sure you hear a lot of stories like healing stories like mine with people who have used sound therapy in your program, but what what's one of your what's one of your favorite stories? Well, Teresa, your story is one of my favorite, and I just heard it for the first time when you told it. It's a great story, being in a hot spring and then and then your ears suddenly feeling really cold. That is fascinating. You know, I often say to people that, you know, I've been doing this work for 30 years, Teresa, and I find that every single week that I do this work, somebody tells me something new about the ear. Now, I already knew that sound therapy will fix chronic blocked ear or oral fullness like you had, but I haven't heard of someone who brought that on by being in a hot spring in the middle of winter and that their ear suddenly felt cold and then the blocked ear came on. That is intriguing. Isn't it? I've, I've, I have wondered about it myself. Like I'm like, did water get in there and did it freeze and that's injured my ear or I have no idea because we've been outside in the hot springs for years and years and it's never been an issue. So, Yeah, well, the thing is the water was hot, wasn't it? So I don't know why your ear felt cold, but I can explain to you why sound therapy fixed the feeling of fullness that you had because we often come across that. And there are many people who suffer from that oral fullness or we just call it blocked ear or pressure ear. So I want to distinguish between when someone has an ear infection and when they have chronic blocked ear. So an ear infection is when, you know, you've got an infection and your ear probably fills up with fluid. And if you've got that, we need to treat it like an infection, whether it's with antibiotics or other natural remedies. The infection has got to be treated and usually you will go to an ear, nose and throat doctor for that. I'm not talking about acute situations like that. I'm talking about something like you had, Teresa, where it becomes a physiological malfunction of the ear mechanism and you have chronic ongoing blocked ear. And when you have that, the doctors will not be able to help you. It's interesting they put you on steroids and and maybe that helps sometimes. But as you said, that's not a good ongoing solution to this problem. And often when people go to the doctor or the audiologist with chronic blocked ear, the doctor just doesn't know what to do and they, you know, they refer them on and they get referred on again and they look again and they can't see the problem yeah. and they're not offered any treatment. And it's very, very frustrating because when our ears are blocked, as you will know, you feel cut off from the world. You can't hear properly. It's uncomfortable. Your own voice echoes in your head. Sometimes it might be painful too. And some people get this whenever they go to a different altitude. So when they fly in a plane, often coming down in the plane is the worst part, but going up a mountain can bring it on or swimming, diving, and it's difficult to sing and you, you just can't be comfortable in the world when you've got blocked ear. It's very a horrible condition. Some people have a condition where their ears continually popping or crackling or, you know, they feel that, that sort of change all the time. And some people just get this problem after flying in a plane or that kind of thing. Um, But we have found over the years, we've had many people like yourself have used sound therapy and as long as you use it gently and consistently and follow the routine over a number of weeks or months, usually it will completely clear up the problem. Now, your listeners might be wondering, why does it do that? How does it work? So I'd like to explain about the middle ear muscles. Um, Most people know that there are little bones in the middle ear. They're called the hammer, the anvil and the stirrup. And we hear a lot about those and you can see them on any ear diagram that you look up. 
But, you know, most deer diagrams that you look up won't even have the muscles on them. If you look at one on mm-hmm. our website, it will because we've made sure we added them. But the ear muscles are really important. The ear muscles is what adjusts the ear and makes it adjust to the sounds we want to hear but also makes it adjust to pressure changes in the world. So there are muscles that open and close the eustachian tube. Now, when you have blocked ear, it's actually the eustachian tube that is blocked. The eustachian tube runs between the middle ear and the pharynx, which is the back of the throat, and that's how the ear equalises. Air can't get through the eardrum, but it can get through the eustachian tube into the throat, and and you feel that little sort of that little opening as the ear equalises. But if the muscles around the eustachian tube are not working properly, it can't open and you have this discomfort of blocked ear because the eustachian tube should open every time you yawn or swallow. And if it doesn't, then you end up with that blocked feeling. So what sound therapy does is it provides a, a regular gymnastic exercise program to the middle ear muscles and gets them back to normal tonality so that they work properly so they can open the eustachian tube at regular intervals like that and equalise the ear and then the problem is gone. And that's how it works. Isn't that so interesting? And then when with your sound therapy, they have certain music that you listen to at certain frequencies. And you and I can even feel my ears response to different things. So when I'm listening to your program, sometimes I can just feel, you know, like you, there's a section that is like the workout for the ear or something. Mm-hmm. And I can mm-hmm. feel my ears sort of changing while I'm using that program. Oh, that's, that's very interesting, Teresa. See, you're a very sensitive person. You're very tuned in with your body. So there are other people who, who feel it like that. They haven't said it quite the way you have. What some people say actually is that when they're using the program, they get a little bit of pain in their ears at a certain point. And it's kind of like, you know, this program is like taking your ears to the gym. That's what we say. It's like, you know, giving your ears a workout in the gym. So, you know, if you go to the gym and work out your muscles, you may get a bit of muscle pain sometimes. So when people get pain in the ears, it's actually a good sign that things are moving and it's changing. Um, But some people who are more in tune like you will just feel that it's changing. And then there's a couple of people over the years who've said, that they felt something like a minor earthquake take place inside the ear. And what that would be is is the ear clearing and the eustachian tube opening. So, yeah, people physically feel the impact. And, you know, it's funny. Some people, when I tell them about sound therapy, they say, oh, well, there's a placebo effect, you know, maybe it's just all in your head. Hmm. It's true that many things there is a placebo effect. Often if we think something's going to heal us, it will because actually thinking positively heals us anyway. But I know there's more of a physical impact as well with sound therapy because people report these physical sensations of the ear moving, and that's not placebo effect. That's a physical impact of sound upon the mechanisms of the ear. Yes, and you can, I, like I said, I can feel a physical impact on my ear. Mm. And I just went into this very open-minded because it made sense to me, and I didn't have, I didn't know for sure if my ears were going to respond, but I have to say that it's been really impressive to me. So will you tell us the story about how you were introduced to sound therapy, the whole concept of sound therapy in general, and why it's become such a passion for you? Yeah, sure, Teresa. Thanks. So it all started for me because of my mother. You see, my mother had some unusual hearing problems as we were growing up. Well, we thought they were unusual at the time because we didn't know of anyone else who had them. 
So one of her problems was she could not tolerate loud noise. So if we went into town, if there was roadworks or a truck went past or anything, she'd be holding her ears and just, you know, be in agony with it. Um, and this is quite a common condition as well. And it actually has a name, quite a scientific technical name. It's called hyperacusis. So that was one of the problems my mother had. But her other problem is something that's even more prevalent because a lot of people we now know have this, and uh, that is that she could not follow a conversation in a noisy room. So at a party, if there were other voices or in a restaurant, you know, where there are hard surfaces and voices are bouncing off, she just couldn't focus on what was being said and she found it intolerable. So as a result, she would not really socialise. She'd live a fairly reclusive life. Anytime we did go to a restaurant, if there was music playing, she couldn't stand the fact that there was background music and she'd go and ask them to turn it off. So, you know, she really just had to have one sound at a time. So the, the name they have for that condition is the cocktail party syndrome because, you know, it's pretty hard to function at a cocktail party if you have that problem. What happened when I was 20 was I had a chance meeting in Paris with someone who was there training in sound therapy. He was training with Dr. Tomatis, who is the ear, nose and throat specialist from Paris who invented sound therapy. This Canadian doctor was going back to Canada to open up his first clinic, not far from where my mother lived. And I just chatted to him about her condition. And I was surprised when he said, oh, sound therapy would help that. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll suggest it to her. So I wrote to her and um, she went and she did enroll for the treatment and she had the whole course of treatment. Now, it used to be that the only way you could get tomato sound therapy was in the clinic. And that's what she did. And, of course, it's several thousand dollars to have the treatment that way. But she was committed and she had the treatment um, over a period of about, it was six weeks to three months, so you'd have to go in every day and sit for three hours. And the first impact it had for her was she became incredibly tired and she already suffered from exhaustion, so this was unfortunate. But when she told the therapist how tired it was making her, he said, oh, that's good, that's excellent. She didn't know why he was saying it was excellent when she was so tired, but he explained that it was because it's working on the nervous system and it's bringing about change. And I'm sure you will know and many of your listeners will know, Teresa, that when we bring about change in, in the nervous system or the body, often things can seem a little bit worse and we can go through tiredness and different adjustment problems as that change takes place. And this is quite common with sound therapy, that people will have a period of tiredness before they get the shift. Did that happen at all for you, Teresa? I was, you just, I was just trying to think about that. And um, I would have to say that I have not felt the tiredness per se that I can remember. But what I have mm. felt is that I don't need as much sleep and I'm fully functioning during the mm. day. Like I used to I didn't get enough sleep, I'd be so tired during the day. And now I wake up earlier and I don't get that exhaustion. Um, mm -hmm. But when I, when my body's tired, I just, you know, go to bed early. Yeah. I go to bed earlier, wake up earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <What is> yeah. <happening? laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's typical of so many of our listeners too, that they find they have more energy and need less sleep. And that was what happened for my mother when the breakthrough came but she had that period of intense tiredness first. So some people get the tiredness and, and some people don't. You can never predict that. But it's important to be aware of it so that if it does happen, people won't think, oh, I'll stop listening to that. It's tiring me out. You know, So they'll know it's a good sign and it means that a positive change is coming. And there are other, there are other sort of adjustment problems some people can have. Well, I mentioned pain in the ears or um, some people might get a bit of irritation 
or, you know, some people have even had headaches that are there for a while, although in general the program will clear up headaches. But it's just these, these temporary changes because everyone is unique and it's the adjustment. But my mother had an incredible results and because of this, uh, later on we had the good fortune to uh, come across a group of monks in Western Canada who were using sound therapy there at the monastery at St Peter's Abbey and they helped my mother and she decided she got the idea to put it out as a portable system and put it on cassette tape. This was in the 1980s and the Sony Walkman had just come out. Mm. So we, I had one of those. We all had one. Didn't we? That was great. That was the first, the first portable high-quality sound. Of course, now we have the sound therapy on a much smaller player. It's hardly any bigger than a matchbox and it's so much more convenient. But for many years we sold it on cassette tape and then on CDs and, you know, those players are a bit chunky to carry around but still much better than having to go and sit in the clinic for three hours a day. Yes. It's amazing. It's, you guys have really designed it well. It's very lightweight and easy to take anywhere. And I can just like pop it into, you know, whatever I'm wearing and walk around with it. I usually Mm. listen to it when I go to bed and I just, I actually listen to it while I sleep and then I'll wake up at some point in the night and turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, I usually listen to it when I sleep but I also often listen during the day. In fact, I've, I've got mine at my desk here. I was going to have it on during the interview. I'm going to put it on now that I've thought of it because, you know, this is good to demonstrate to people, although you can't see me. I am now putting my sound therapy on. And the great thing is that you can have it on while you're doing other things, such as talking on a podcast or, you know, watching TV or I love it having it on when I'm writing and you can have a conversation with it because it's played at a very low volume so it doesn't affect your ability to converse. And likewise, when you sleep with it, you have it at a very low volume and it just helps you drift off to sleep. So it just fits into your life so easily. The only time you can't use it is when you're swimming or having a shower because you don't want to wreck the player. But, you know, you can just put it on for half an hour or an hour here and there. And so when my mother first brought the program out, she wrote her book. Originally it came out as um, Sound Therapy for the Walkman, but now it's called Sound Therapy, Music to Recharge Your Brain. And that's like the manual for the self-help program because we have, our mission has been to put the program into people's hands, to bring it out of the clinic into the world so that anyone can use it anywhere and to have the instructions with them to make it so accessible. And, And we've been so successful in that. You know, it was 30 years ago and thousands of people have been able to use the program as a result of this discovery that it can be done portably. It really is a great gift because um, a lot of the things that you, that the sound therapy can help heal and minimize are things that are a lot of people are experiencing today. And it really is pretty simple to just, I can watch TV and listen to it. I, you really can do anything and listen to it. And I'll tell you guys one thing I've decided that whenever I go to higher elevations now, or when I'm in the airplane, I will always have it with me because one day at the very beginning, when I first got it, was when I was going to up in the mountains and every time I would come down to the down, my ears wouldn't clear. And I listened to it the whole time. And this is before I had really used the program. I think I just got it in the mail. And so I listened to it the whole time we drove up into the mountains and then all the way when we came down and my ears had no problem popping. Um, so I, that's a great tool for people who are having issues with the elevation changes or flying that's pretty amazing. 
That is very interesting, Teresa, because, you know, I know that this works long time for um, equalising the ears and dealing with that that pressure ear, but what you're saying there is that for you it was a fairly immediate change and and it worked in that first instance. I don't know if it was for everyone, but you were very responsive to it and it worked quite quickly for you, so that's wonderful. That's wonderful to know. It is wonderful. Let's talk about frequency. Why is frequency so important to the overall health of our ears and everything, really? Yeah, okay. Well, let me explain first what frequency is because people may not be familiar with that. So when we measure sound, there's two ways to measure it. One is how loud is the sound? Is it loud or is it soft? Now, that spectrum is measured, it's called decibels. So loud sounds have high decibels, like 80 or 100 or 120 decibels, and low sounds might have 40 or 20 or 10 decibels. So quiet sounds or or um, loud sounds. The other way of measuring sound is high and low. So that's pitch. So high pitch, low pitch. Now frequency is the same as pitch. So high frequency is high pitch, low frequency is low pitch. And that's completely different to the loudness. You can have a high frequency sound that's very loud, like a siren. You can have a high frequency sound that's very quiet, like a bird chirping. And the same with low frequencies. You can have a low frequency sound that's very loud, like dynamite, or you can have a low frequency sound that's quiet, like the hum of your computer or the purring of your cat. So high frequency sounds are beneficial to the nervous system. And this is what Dr. Tomatas discovered. Now, most of the news we hear about sound doesn't even touch on frequency. All they talk about on the news is the loudness of sound and how loud sound damages the ear, and that's absolutely true. And most people who have ear damage, it's from industrial deafness or recreational music, too much loud sound for too long will damage your ear. Nobody really talks about the impact of frequency on the health of the ears or the nervous system. The only person to have talked about this was Dr. Tomatis and his followers. And so Tomatis discovered that high-frequency sound is beneficial for the brain and the nervous system. And he discovered this really by accident because he started out just using filters and fiddling around with them and, and changing the spectrum of what was coming into people's ears and all of that. And through the process of this, he gradually noticed that when he changed what people were hearing and gave them more and more of the high-frequency sounds, that they would feel better. They'd have more energy. They'd feel their brain was sharper. They were sleeping better. And so this is how he discovered it, just through trial and error. And he ended up saying that the brain needs 4 billion stimuli per second for three and a half hours a day in order to function at optimum potential. Now, the great thing about high-frequency sound is that there is so much stimulation in it. So let me draw a mental picture for you. When we think of a low-frequency sound like a rumbling of earthworks or the disco down the street, you know, those low frequencies, those are very, very long sound waves that might be 30 feet or 100 feet long, so very long, slow waves, whereas high-frequency sounds, high-pitched sounds are a teeny-weeny short wave like a fraction, a thousandth of a millimetre or, a you know, a thousandth or ten thousandth of an inch, tiny, tiny little short waves. And that's about the physics of the sound wave. And because they're such short sounds, there are thousands of them. So when we talk about 16,000 hertz, that means that there are 16,000 
of these little waves in a very short space in a second. And so the brain is getting intense stimulation, very intense stimulation, and that activates the brain. Now, the brain needs stimulation. We learned this when after the Second World War, perhaps you remember hearing on the news about the Romanian orphans who were kept in a nursery and just left to lie there. They were tiny babies and they were not given any interaction. There was no stimulation, no contact. They were fed and nothing else. And they simply failed to thrive. They didn't develop the ability to move, their sensory pathways, nothing developed because they weren't getting stimulation. Mm-hmm. And this was how we realised that you need stimulation to build the brain and the nervous system. And we're learning more and more about this now as we learn about brain plasticity. So sound is a fantastic pathway to enhance our brain plasticity and that means it's building new brain pathways. It's actually enhancing the connectivity of the brain and therefore the functionality of the brain. And so the more high-frequency sound we get, the better that is. But we wouldn't want to just be listening to a shrill, high, steady tone all the time. That would drive you nuts. We need complex, interesting, melodic, harmonic sound because that engages many parts of the brain at once. And that's why we use classical music, because classical music has the most complex and interesting combination of harmonies and melody and rhythm of any sound ever created in our world. Why is it though that some, like when it's high frequency, when I'm listening to it and it goes into high frequency, I can't hear it. It sounds like it's going... I can't hear it yet. It's going too high for you to even hear. Yeah. What we're doing is we're enticing and tempting the ear to train it to hear more and more of the high frequencies. And so some people do find when they use sound therapy that their high frequency hearing improves. And we know this because people have said to us things like, one man said, I've just heard my wife's microwave beep for the first time. And people have said, oh, I got in the car and and the indicator, the traffic indicator was making a clicking noise and I thought there was something wrong with the car. <laughs> and then they always do that. I've just never heard it before. A few people have said that to us. Some people have said, now I can hear the birds singing and I haven't heard them for 20 years. Or one woman said, the sound of the spoon tinkling in my cup was so clear and pure it just made me happy after listening to sound therapy. So it's opening up that high frequency capacity. And we know when it does that, it's opening up the ability of the brain to be recharged. So that's what we're doing. We're actually rebuilding the brain with sound. Oh my goodness. That's, that is so exciting. And what an easy, simple way to help rebuild the health of your brain. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I want to, to mention, Therese, that it's not just, we're not just using normal, any recording of classical music to do this. Mm-hmm. Then we'll, you know, just get a CD of classical music and listen, and, and that's good. But it's not doing the same thing sound therapy is doing. With sound therapy, it's the, the filtering process that we've applied that makes it something really special and really therapeutic. So this is the process that Dr. Tomatis developed in his studio and and he created a device called the electronic ear. And so sounds go through this this filtering device called the electronic ear and that causes them to alternate between a channel where we've got emphasis on all the high frequencies and another channel where we've got emphasis on all the low frequencies. So that means it's continually switching from high to low, from high to low. 
And as it does that, that is what's exercising those muscles in the middle ear because the ear is constantly having to adjust, tense and relax, tense and relax. It's like the gymnastic workout that I mentioned. And so that's because of this special filtering we do to the music in such a way that it's, it's still pleasant to listen to and you can still hear that it's lovely music, but it's really giving the ear a workout while you're listening. And that is the difference that is sound therapy. I want to sort of touch on the help that sound therapy can give people with disabilities. Yes, there's quite a range of disabilities that, that sound therapy can help. So are you thinking of learning difficulties, brain disorders, that kind of thing? Yes, I am. Okay. So look, the the most obvious application of sound therapy in this field is with auditory processing. Now, most people, usually we talk about this with children, but it can go on into adulthood, of course. But I'll I'll talk about children in this section um, because it's usually focused on with children. So most children who have any kind of developmental difficulty, and that could be ADD, it could be dyslexia, it could be the autism spectrum, it could be dyspraxia, or there's a whole lot of other syndromes, you know, genetic syndromes such as Down syndrome or um, there's thousands, thousands of different syndromes, syndrome X or lots of them, which nearly all of these conditions have an element of auditory processing as part of them auditory processing problem. So children starting out with all of these problems, they will have trouble processing language. So they'll be delayed in their language. They may be delayed in their speech and then they'll be delayed in their learning. So this is the main focus of sound therapy is that it helps the auditory processing and language becomes easier. And when that happens, communication becomes easier. Thinking becomes easier. Learning becomes easier. Memory is improved and suddenly children feel present in the world like one little girl said oh now that I've listened to sound therapy I know how to tell the time she could never learn how to read an analog clock before it didn't make sense to her Hmm. sorts out the brain pathways and and suddenly they're on a level playing field or closer to that and and things make sense to them because when children have these learning difficulties they're not getting information the same way other people are and they're not able to process it the same way and it's you know it's like they're they're working in a fog trying to make sense of the world So it's really important to bring sound therapy in early in the rehabilitation, if you can. The earlier you bring it in, the better. So if if a child is two years old and the mother thinks, "Mm, I don't know if his language is that good or he's, you know, he's a bit more reactive than he should be or anything at all, the mother knows first, get the sound therapy in because it it can't do any harm. It's just a normal part of development, of developing the ear. And if you bring it in early, you know, if you can bring it in before school, before they start school, then you can hopefully sort out those problems before they get to the point where they're falling behind in school and they're embarrassed and they get a block about their learning and the teacher thinks they're slow and it's all more difficult to catch up at that point. So the earlier the better. But having said that, even adults who come across the program and say, oh, well, I was terrible in school, you know, and I sat at the back and I left school early and everything and I could never spell, even if they use the program as adults, it will still start to fix those things up and they'll start to find language easier. So we've had adults who've gone back for later study as a mature student and have said, I could not have done this without sound therapy. It helped me to get my degree, made the focus and the memory and the study so much easier. So it's just a a help for the brain to help the brain to work more normally. Something I wanted to 
applaud you guys on is that you include so many multiple headphone options in your kits. So, and why did you guys do that? For me, I found it very nice because I was able to pick and choose which worked, which one worked best for me and which one worked best for my daughter and which one fit our, our ears best or fit our head best. Um, and, but why did you guys do that? Put in all the different earphones. That's a good point. Of course, you have the family program, which is definitely the best program to get if you have children so that the children and the adults can both use it. You had both the younger children's program and the older children's program and the adults program. So you get three players with the family program and you get, is it three or four headphones? And the reason we did that, just as, as you said, is that, you know, people have different ears and different needs at different times so you might want to listen to one during the day and another one when you're sleeping for instance and you might have one child who one size will fit and another child who another size will fit so yes we actually provide four different headphones with the family programs we provide a an earbud little one that goes in the ear and then we provide a um, special children's headphone for the children, and we have a bone conduction headphone. And that is a very special, specific part of the program which delivers the sound not through the ear but through the cheekbones. So you put it around your head like a headphone, but instead of going on the ears, the little transducer sits on your cheekbone and the sound goes directly into your bone. Um, but we have a video education program that comes with our bone conduction program to explain exactly what bone conduction is and what it does for you and, and how to use it it's a little bit different because the sound is going directly into your inner ear when you do that it bypasses the middle ear which is the part i was talking about we've got the eardrum and the eustachian tube and the little bones and the muscles it bypasses that just goes straight to the inner ear the cochlea where we have the little hair cells that are taking the sound vibration and converting it into a electrochemical impulse and sending it to the brain so it's that real inner workings of the ear and this different pathway means it's a more profound result. And, you know, often it will help even more with things like balance and coordination or language or hearing. So it's a like um, sound therapy on steroids, if you like. Not that I like steroids, but it's kind of amped up sound therapy when you do the, the bone conduction. So that comes as part of the family program and also as part of our triple mode or deluxe programs. But the other program you've got, the other headphone you've got with the family program is our big studio deluxe Sennheiser headphone, which goes right over the whole ear. So picture, you know, big headphones like you see on a pilot or someone in a studio. It goes right around the whole ear. And those are great for many different purposes. Those are actually my favourite. Are they? Yeah, well, yeah. they are our, our best headphone. They're worth, um, I think, $275 just on their own. And um, they're very comfortable, aren't they? They are. That's why I like them so much because they're so comfortable. Yeah, because most of the time, if you buy a big headphone like that, they'll squeeze your head and get sore after half an hour. But those ones you can wear all day. Because right. they're special for sound therapy. Sennheiser made them for sound therapy, and you can only get them through sound therapy consultants. And um, they have the best quality sound, and you get directionality with those. And they're great for people with hearing aids because they go right over the whole hearing aid as well, so there's no problem with the hearing aid sound because if people have hearing aids they will do some of their listening with their hearing aids in so and they're also they're also good for children was your daughter able to use them as well Teresa? yes that's those are her favorite too 
Mm, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're a perfect all-round headphone. Now, they're bulky. You might not want to use them when you go down the shops. You might use the little earbuds. But if you're comfortable, you're sitting at home, you've got those. And they've also got a very long extension cord on them. So if you wanted to use them to watch your TV, you could plug into that as well. Oh, yeah. So they are yeah, our prime headphone. But it's great to have the choices. And you don't get so many choices, of course, with the younger or the older children's program. They just come with one headphone each. But with the family program, you do get those four different ones. And that's very useful, as you said. What is the biggest joy you have experienced sharing and introducing sound therapy to people all over the world? Oh, that's a lovely question. I think it would have to be just hearing the happiness of people when they get a great result, like like you did today when you told me it fixed your, your blocked ear. That's wonderful. And, well, I suppose one of the, one of the conditions that is also really, really appreciated by people when they get relief is tinnitus. Um, tinnitus is a very difficult condition to live with. That's ringing in the ears. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's so common. It's very common. You know, 18% of people have it. And it, it can be ringing, buzzing, rushing, popping, click any sound that you can hear and your partner can't. That's tinnitus by definition. And, and for some people, this goes on for decades. We've had people who've had it for 40, 50, 60 years and, and very loud and it keeps them awake at night and it stresses them and it ruins your life. And, and those people have got relief through sound therapy. And this was a total surprise to my mother and I years ago. We didn't even, hadn't even really heard of tinnitus and suddenly people are telling us, oh, it's fixed my tinnitus. Oh, what's that? <laughs> so that has led us forward because that is one of our main applications. So many people use sound therapy for tinnitus because it really bothers them when they have tinnitus. And most of the time they get relief. Um, it may completely stop the tinnitus or, or it may just reduce it to the point where it doesn't trouble them anymore but it's very, very effective. So so when someone says to me, sound therapy has given me back my life, I think, well, that's why I'm doing this. This is It's just wonderful to be able to give this unique and convenient therapy to people who really need it. And that's what our mission is all about. Yes, I'll say it again. It's a wonderful gift that you can just use at home that has so many healing capabilities that it's just so powerful. And it's just so... Perfect because it's sound and we, and most of us are blessed with, if you're listening to this podcast, you're blessed with the gift of sound, which is an amazing, amazing gift. And it's an amazing gift to be able to make sound more clear and not have tinnitus and be able to not have blocked ears and the rewiring of the brain. You guys all know that's one of my biggest uh, passions in life. And just to have this tool that's going to help rewire my brain to be happier, healthier, more joyful is just an, an amazing, amazing gift to all of us. Well, that's wonderful to hear, Teresa. That makes me very happy to hear that you're you're benefiting from it and appreciating it in that way. And, um, you know, I often say to people, we, we, we do hear a lot about brain plasticity and rewiring the brain these days and, and generally we're told, well, you've got to stimulate your brain, you know, you've got to do a crossword every day and you've got to learn a musical instrument and, and you've got to learn a language and, you know, we can try to do all those things but it's a lot of work, it takes a lot of effort. And I'm not saying we shouldn't, it's wonderful to put in the effort but it's also wonderful to add sound therapy into the mix because sound therapy is effortless. It's no trouble. Truly. The most trouble is you've got to charge the player every couple of days. Or, you know, you've got to do the same thing with your mobile phone. So that's really And it cool. actually lasts a lot longer than the mobile phone. I mean, that 
little player, it, it, I can't believe how long it goes before it needs to get charged. Yes. Yes, it's true. The battery is very good, isn't it? Yes, I appreciate that. So, yeah. you know, I always ask anyone who comes on the show um, the same question, and I'm going to ask you too. Uh, what is something you do every day to be a better you? Okay, well, I do listen to sound therapy nearly every day, and that helps. But something else I do every day is I keep a gratitude journal, and every night I write down what I'm grateful for that has happened during the day. And then I also ask myself, what was a challenge that I faced today and how is that helping me to be a better me and, and to understand, to appreciate the value of that challenge for my development? And then I set an intention for tomorrow of how I'm going to be, how I intend to be tomorrow. So I write that in my journal every night and it just helps to, to reset my thinking, I suppose, into a positive and a regenerative process. That is a great, I love the, that you're adding in the, uh, what was challenging and then what your intention is for the next day. I'm, I'm actually going to add that into my, uh, gratitude journal. I'm going to finish this conversation with a quote that I found in Patricia and Raphael's Jowdry's book, Sound Therapy Music to Recharge Your Soul. This quote is by Yehudi Menahu, can you help me? Yeah, so it's the, the book title is Sound Therapy Music to Recharge Your Brain, and the quote is Yehudi Menuhin, the famous violinist who wrote the foreword. Yes, and it says, Music is the voice of the universe. It is the voice of humanity and is part of our existence. Good music is the harmonization of all the vibrations of which matter consists, and it restores us to ourselves and to our universe. It is the bond that we have between our own frequencies and those frequencies which vibrate millions of light years away. I found that very powerful. I just wanted to leave you guys with that. And I, I just uh, really, again, uh, thank you, Raphael, for bringing this to all of us and start noticing all those frequencies. People, I'll, we'll talk to you soon. I'm Teresa Gabriel, and you've been listening to The Good with Teresa G. You can follow The Good with Teresa G on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, go to the Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another inspiring conversation. Thank you for listening.